Hello and welcome to In Conversation With, the monthly podcast series brought to you by the team that produced the Global Cosmetics Newsfeed. And just like that, it's 2022. What will this year have in store for the global cosmetics industry? As corporations move away from shareholder capitalism towards stakeholder capitalism, how can the beauty economy future-proof itself? What are the tools needed and where do we find them? What are the investments needed and how do we access them? What standards are needed and how do we measure them? What social, cultural, political trends will manifest in 2022 and what will help define the new industry roadmap? To help me answer these questions and more, it is my pleasure to introduce you to this month's panel. Welcome to Claire Chung, founding partner at Ignite XL Ventures, and Amajit Sahoto, founder and president at Ecova Intelligence. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Hello. Hello, Siobhan. Welcome, everyone. Claire, let's start with you. What social drivers do you predict will influence the acceleration of capital investment in the global cosmetics industry in 2022? Um, I would say consumers are informed more than ever before. They're much more aware of the ingredients, the, their skin types, and demand more from brands. We see consumers moving away from the mass-marketed products to more niche brands that address their needs, their specific needs. So instead of one brand for life, based on each life cycle, consumers now have choices to meet their skin needs. What's appropriate for teens going through puberty will be very different from women in their 30s going through fertility, let's say, to women in their 40s and 50s going through menopause. So we anticipate that these niche brands um, that hadn't existed before, but has the potential to be very big. And we're very excited uh, to find those opportunities. And what social drivers does Ecova Intelligence predict will influence the acceleration of sustainability business model for the global cosmetics industry, Amajit? Well, firstly, um, we've already seen a big shift since the pandemic started. Um, when you talked about sustainability pre-pandemic, it was very much about environmental issues. But uh, since the pandemic has started, um, what we've seen is um, ethnic minorities in countries in the West, especially the USA, but also indigenous communities in Brazil, in parts of Asia, they've been dis disproportionately affected by the pandemic. And what's that caused? What's that done is it's made the beauty industry look a lot more at social issues in terms of sustainability. So what we've seen is companies like Unilever L'Oreal, they're looking more and more at social inclusion uh, in terms of the way they do business, whether it's HR or whether it's in terms of brands that they're working with, like they've got um, uh, incubator uh, uh, investments, etc. And also retailers like Sephora, and Target in the USA, they're giving special sections just for brands which are from ethnic minorities or to have more social inclusion. So that's one thing that we've already seen. But another trend, I think, which, which is going to be a, a lot more important next year is ethical consumerism. Uh, consumers are already looking for natural, organic. They're looking for clean beauty. 
But what we've seen in the food industry is consumers are now more and more looking at plant-based products. So they're having trying to have more uh, plant-based foods. They want to reduce the amount of animal-based products that are in their diets. And that trend is now starting to cross over to the beauty industry, where you're seeing products which are being marketed as plant-based or as vegan. And just to highlight two important developments this year, <clears throat> excuse me, at the Body Shop, they announced in June that all of their products by 2023 will be certified by the Vegan Society. And Aveda, the leading natural personal care brand in the USA, this, they made an announcement about a year ago in January in 2021 that all of their products will become vegan. So expect to see more ethical consumerism in 2022, where brands are going to be having more social inclusion uh, and also looking at having products which are meeting consumer demand for ethical products and plant-based products especially. And for you, Claire, what digital drivers do you predict will assist the acceleration of capital investment in the global cosmetics industry in 2022? Well, technology has always been at the forefront of significant industry change. Uh, and with COVID, we have seen acceleration in our reliance on technology from grocery delivery services to you know, doctor visits to just about everything that we do now relies on some sort of technology. So I believe it's high time. It revolutionized the $5 trillion beauty and wellness space. Technology innovation is further expanding its category with product innovation, um, you know, even as um, Emma just said, you know, with the plant-based to uh, clean ingredients, um, also the distribution channel disruption, you know, including social media, live commerce, direct-to-consumer models to subscription, and then to consumer engagement and experience through a more personalized approach. I believe all these technologies um, are pushing access to uh, and data from integrations, interactions with the consumers to the edges of the network, um, meeting the consumers where they are. And this is creating opportunities for brands, both small and large, to get insights into uh, and have conversations with and, and, and generate commerce from consumers in, in more personalized and in the moment ways. Um, and so we believe you know, the technology will play a really, really important part, uh, especially again, in light of COVID. Um, and so we're very extremely excited. And for you, Amajit, what are the digital drivers you predict will assist the acceleration of the sustainability business model for the global cosmetics industry? Uh, very similar to what Clara said, um, we're seeing more and more digitalization, uh, especially during the pandemic. Um, a lot of consumers were forced to go online um, since uh, spring 2020 because beauty retailers, department stores, etc., uh, were forced to close during the lockdown. So what we've seen is a big increase in online retailing of beauty products. Uh, Amazon has reported, well, Amazon has been reporting record sales since the pandemic has started. And how that ties into sustainability is that um, what we're seeing is more and more, uh, more and more ethical or online retailers focusing on sustainable products. And we're also seeing large online retailers becoming more dedicated to ethical products. And just to give an example there with Amazon, 
Amazon, what they did last year in September, they launched um, a climate friendly, a climate pledge friendly scheme uh, where you've got a section on their website where you can actually see products which have a lower environmental impact. And it's a way to help consumers choose uh, products, whether they're food, cosmetics, cleaning products or textiles, etc., which are better for the environment. And what they've also done is launch their own standard compact by design, uh, whereby products can actually get certified according to their scheme, saying that they're ethical. So just to summarize, uh, more and more online retailing and uh, dedicated online retailers for ethical products, but also large retailers like Amazon, they're investing a lot more in ethical products to make it easier for consumers to make the right choices if they want to buy sustainable or natural organic beauty products. And Claire, at Ignite XL, what environmental drivers do you predict will impact the acceleration of capital investment in the global cosmetics industry in 2022? I believe what Amrajit um, highlighted um, at the beginning of this conversation really applies to all of the things that we look at. But then also when you look at the Gen Z, uh, which will represent 82 million by 2026. They'll be the largest generation with massive buying power. And they deeply care about the environment and saving the planet. So they, they are what we call the conscious consumer base or uh, you know, very highly engaged in this ethical um, consumerism. And um, they are heavily involved in ethical shopping. Um, so if you are a new brand coming into the marketplace, Thinking about the sustainability is not a choice, but a must have in your DNA. And I believe the traditional players are very much aware of this, but you know, have not been or cannot move fast enough to make these changes. Whereas these young up and coming brands can start with sustainability as their core DNA from the get go. So from mature innovation to biodegradable packaging that allows you zero waste, to supply chain innovation. Um, all of these uh, will help to create a sustainable circular economy. And we're just really at the beginning stage of this transformation. And that's um, you know, where all of the, the investments that we make, you know, we are really looking at all of these factors uh, to see if they're addressing these for our investments. Sustainability is your speciality, Amajit. But what environmental drivers do you predict will impact the acceleration of a sustainable business model for the global cosmetics industry in 2022? Uh, it's, it's quite a broad question and, and you know, it's a bit um, difficult to address. Um, just to give some context there, you know, we've just had COP26 here in the UK and uh, there's a lot of anticipation in terms of what business will do as a result of that. But my personal view is that um, it's going to be about consumers. Consumers are really going to make the big impact going forward. Um, it's not really going to be the government. It's the private sector does have a role to play. But what we're seeing in the last 20 years, consumers are becoming more and more ethical. They want to buy green products. They want to buy ethical products. Uh, the growth in the organic food market, fair trade products market, natural cosmetics market is a testament to that. However, what we see going forward is consumers 
are going to keep asking the right questions. They're going to keep asking questions about the, the carbon footprint of the products they buy, <clears throat> where, where they've been produced, have there been any slave labor involved? Uh, has it been the ingredients been ethically sourced, things like uh, palm oil, etc. And also they want to um, buy products which are verified as ethical. And uh, because of that, we expect to see more and more certified products, more and more sustainability schemes. And just to give an idea how this trend has already taken off, we're already very well aware of the RSPO, or Roundtable for Sustainable Palm Oil. We now have a new initiative for sustainable coconut and sustainable coconut oil, which is also used in cosmetics. We have a Roundtable for Sustainable Rice, uh, backed by the United Nations, and a Sustainable Soybean Roundtable as well. So expect to see more and more certification schemes and um, sustainability standards uh, for ingredients which are used in cosmetics. And that's on top of the natural, organic, fair trade, and the vegan society labels, which you already see on cosmetic and personal care products. And Claire, certification and regulations, what do you predict will aid or abet the acceleration of capital investment in the global cosmetics industry in 2022? Sure, the um, sustainability standards definitely for sure will impact um, uh, the, the product innovation. Um, and so that's something that we also keep a, a close eye on. Regulations around ingredients is also always tricky one, um, as that's always not consistent from one region to another, which makes it a bit more complicated for small brands when they're thinking about uh, global expansion. Um, obviously, with more consistent regulation, I think it'll be easier for brands to expand, which creates more growth opportunity, which then makes it more of an attractive investment opportunity for us. Um, so that's always something I think that uh, we, we try to um, stay um, uh, close watch on. And then another interesting recent regulation I think that may be worth mentioning uh, is that in 2020, um, South Korea um, revised its local cosmetics law. By the way, South, we, we have a um, in our investment mandate, we not mandate, but focus. Um, we work closely with Korea uh, in that we have our investors from you know there who are uh, one of the few of the leading um, uh, manufacturers from Korea, as well as looking at Korea as really consumer insights and trends uh, for beauty and health and personal care um, opportunities. Um, and so when we looked at Korea, uh, you know, and with their local um, revised um, uh, law that allows manufacturers to sell bespoke cosmetic products, um, these custom cosmetics regulations are the world's first legislation on custom cosmetics. So the law defines personalized um, cosmetics as products made on the spot by mixing ingredients based on the personal preference. Um, of course, in the past, such practice was banned due to the safety concerns. Um, but you know, with this um, change in, in in the local law, I think gives uh, Korea another sort of leg up in terms of how they may innovate uh, in this personalization space. Um, and given you know the historical sort of leadership uh, with South Korea's innovation around beauty and personal care. Uh, this is uh, a sort of an exciting opportunity that we're keeping an eye on. 
And Amajit, the certifications you mentioned earlier on in this conversation are all businesses. What regulations does ECOVA Intelligence predict will aid or abet the acceleration of the sustainability model from governments globally in 2022? Uh, a good question. Um, <clears throat> I think it's going to vary. Um, we have not seen much regulation uh, coming from North America to promote sustainability, um, especially in the beauty industry. We haven't seen that much from Asia. Uh, Europe has really been leading in terms of encouraging, um, say, uh, sustainable farmland in terms of agricultural production, ethical sourcing, saying uh, moving away from uh, conventional palm oil, etc. Uh, where we see the biggest impact is going to come in Europe is the EU Green Deal, where they want to encourage every member country to adopt sustainable practices and encourage companies to reduce their carbon footprint. So the EU Green Deal is still being um, is still being implemented, their strategy, but that's going to cause a big overhaul, not just of the cosmetics industry in the way that it's operating in terms of resources, but also the chemicals industry too. Uh, you know, just about 15, 15 years ago when REACH was implemented, that had a very big impact on the chemicals which can be used in the personal care products. And now we're expecting to see a similar overhaul in the next few years. So um, I think that in terms of regulations, uh, Europe will continue to lead and the Green Deal is going to make it stand out even more in terms of regulations uh, towards sustainable uh, production and development. And will the Green Deal be a deterrent for investment, Claire? Actually, um, it is um, the future of uh, the consumerism, as we talked about the Gen Z being the largest generation uh, uh, in the future, where their buying power is massive and their buying behavior, and they care deeply about the, the planet. Um, and so the regulation will even further, uh, you know, force businesses to be conscious of their practice. Otherwise, uh, you know, it's, they become irrelevant. And so we see that as a positive move. And maybe if I could just add one more point there, uh, you know, when it comes to investment, just to echo what Claire said as well, the investment community, um, uh, you're seeing a big shift. Um, initially, it was all about return on investment. But now, more and more, the investment community is looking at ESGs, environmental social government governance. They want to make sure companies and brands are doing the right thing and that they're addressing their impacts, whether it's environmental or social, and how they're adhering to government principles and regulations. So uh, the way forward really is you know, to become more sustainable, to have a sustainability plan, to have targets, and to show what you're doing in terms of ESG, especially if you're going to look at investment in the future. 100% agree. Talking, doing the right thing, Claire, what is your number one prediction for the global cosmetics industry in 2022? Um, if you allow me, I'm going to cheat. I think everything that we talked about uh, today really applies to what we are looking at uh, in 2022. So, you know, sustainability is really at the top uh, of our uh, focus, as well as personalization. 
uh, obviously given the advancement of technology and science. And then, of course, the uh, inclusion, the diverse founding teams that we back. And so I would say all these three things we anticipate the 22 will really help to grow the beauty and uh, wellness market. And what are your hopes, Amajit, for 2022? Well, I, I think the beauty industry is doing a great job in terms of sustainability. Um, you know, the beauty industry has traditionally got a lot of flack uh, saying that, you know, for animal testing, they're buying products which are considered vanity products, etc. But it, it's been doing a really great job in terms of becoming more sustainable. We've seen the large beauty uh, companies all uh, having ambitious plans to reduce the environmental impacts. Uh, we've seen companies like Natura Brazil, they've been carbon neutral since 2007, and that's the largest cosmetics company in Latin America. Neil's Yard Remedies here in the UK, uh, the first company um, to have certified organic personal care products, and they've been carbon neutral for over 15 years as well. And another area which I think is going to become more important next year is more and more certified B Corps. And these are companies which are uh, adopting sustainability and ethical practices into their company charters. Uh, we've seen the Body Shop become a certified B Corp, uh, Grupo Boticario, uh, the second largest cosmetics company in Brazil. Uh, they took a decision a few years to become a certified B Corp. And then you've got smaller brands like Herbertint in Italy, Beauty Kitchen in the UK, et cetera, Dr. Bronner's, et cetera. They're all going in that way. So I personally think it's going to be the private sector which is going to take the lead in sustainability. Then um, companies are not going to wait for the government sector. Uh, COP26 was you know, good in setting targets, but the private sector is really going to have to take the lead. So expect to see more companies like Natura Brazil, Grupo Boticario, Body Shop, take the initiative by reducing their carbon footprint and adopt sustainability principles in their company charters. I think that's really going to be the way forward and the beauty industry is going to become more sustainable in 2022. And with that, I would like to thank my guests, Claire and Amajit, for joining me today and to you for listening.